fucking trap. JV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We outside. We outside. I don't need no perk to help me slide, but I'm off. Gonna oh, know that Henny get him wild, but he bucked it. Buddy, we ain't even have to go to trial, but we ducked it. And we ain't shooting from no mouth, now we walking. I might catch him early coming out, get the sparking. Came home, I was chilling for a while, I was working. I ain't wanna put it back in style, but they irk me. Posting where your man's that we my slow where he stay. Like a cheetah, if he run, get run down. Yeah, yeah. He don't wanna use his brain, shoot him in his head. He ain't worthy of a cane, lay him in the bed. They don't understand, we be, we outside. Now I don't need no perk to help me slide, but I'm off. Grown him know that Henny get him wild, but he fucked. We ain't even have to go to. Ayo, what the fuck? I'm finna trick. I just brought another Schmitty, 30 hollows in his clip. And his Remy got me litty, shut up, only took a sip. King, how you living today, sir? Doing well. How you doing, boss man? Doing good. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I have TLP Star joining us with the pod today. My man from out here, local, uh, up and coming, up and coming star, up and coming artist. Yes, sir. We just listened to your song, We Outside, in the middle of a panoramic. How you feeling? Man, I can't complain, you feel me? I thank God for being here. Blessed to be free and even uh, be able to speak to y'all today, so I can't complain. I'm I blessed. Like it. I like it. So how long you been how long you been in the game? How long you been in, in the artistry, the, the create the creator game? I've been writing music for about like four years now. Um um well I say five because I'm about to be nineteen, so I started writing around like fourteen. But I really just got serious with it, like I say, last year around fall. So about a year really being serious with this music stuff. Now, when you say being serious, you mean dedicating time to your craft, right? Right. So before, was you just a battle rapper? Was you just a freestyle rapper at lunch? Yeah. Before I was more, it was more like just, uh, I was just playing with it, like. 
I might, I might drop a music video, but I'm not gonna go promote it. You feel what I'm saying? I might, I might go record some in the studio, but I'm not gonna go out the way to find like the best quality or none of that. It's just, it was just a a hobby at that mo- at that point. You something rap, I was good at. You rapped out of convenience. Hey, when I got time, <laughs> when hey, when I got time, my nigga, I got time. Right. But hey, if if something going over here, if it's a party over there, right. Uh, you was you like the lifestyle, put it like that. So how do you balance that? How do you balance? How do you balance the lifestyle and actually the work? Because the lifestyle is a part of it, right? Yeah, but definitely. it's it's a balance, you know. A lot of times we see the lifestyle on the internet, on the socials. We see the lifestyle. So how do you balance the lifestyle and the, and the work? I say that's really where the quote like work hard, play hard comes in. Like, I feel like as long as you, well, first you got a budget. So if your work can support your lifestyle, then I feel, I, I don't really think you got to do too much. Uh, what what would you say? I don't think you got to do too much separating. You work hard, you make the money. And as long as you're not wasting your money, when you, when you do your, when you have your lifestyle, then I say you good. You don't got to do I can't wait to talk about the money. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to talk about the money. Because the money ain't as sweet as it looks. It's hard, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're in the streaming era, right? Right. How many streams equal one record sale? You got to right. know this. You got to know this. I go off the, I, I go off of my, distrib- my distribution app uh, tells me. So like around, let's say... Um, Probably like a hundred and forty-eight streams. That's probably what, like ten cents. So let's see if I get like a thousand. That's a dollar right there. That's so that's 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 one record sale right there. Thousand streams for sound for sound scan numbers. Fifteen hundred streams is one sale. Yeah. So that means your record got to get played fifteen hundred times for you to equate. The nine ninety nine sale price of an album, the three ninety nine sale price of a single, fifteen hundred spins. If I, if I'm looking at them at the numbers correctly, yes, that's exactly what it's saying. So you said you about to be nineteen, so you wasn't around for like the golden era of hip hop, like the golden era of hip hop. Mob Deep went gold, Nas <laughs> went gold. Uh, definitely not. big pun went gold and like that was the celebration 500,000 records sold was the big accomplishment like and then out of nowhere 50 cent go platinum biggie goes nine times platinum all these artists start going platinum million yeah, sold right ain't nobody selling a million records today because nobody's buying physical or like cds and stuff yeah it ain't, it, you ain't going to Radio Shack no more. You ain't going Best Buy. I don't even sell CDs no more. I think if you went in the Best Buy looking for a physical CD, they'd be like, yo, fam. The times is changing. <laughs> Everybody, everything developing, you know. People probably don't got no DVD player no more. Like, even when we get in the car now, they got Bluetooth. So everything is just, it's all on the internet. It's all wireless. Ain't, ain't no need for no CDs, no cassettes, none of that. So what's your plan to meet the need for the present day customer? If you don't if you're not gonna have the physical Jones, 
if you don't have the demo tapes to put in somebody's hand, right? How do you get your music out there to people that just can't find you? If you're not on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, then I could def I'll, I'll probably have to catch you on TikTok. But any platform that's on the internet that can be distributed to, I'm on there. Okay, so you want all platforms. all platforms. So I'm in the street. You see me in the mall. I look like the type of guy that's going to listen to your record, right? Uh-huh. How do you get your record to me? I'm like. Yo, boss man, you feel me? How you doing? You gonna definitely be like, I'm doing well. How you doing? All right, and I'm hit you with, do you like music? And if you say yeah, you like music, I'm like, oh, I right, bet I'm a upcoming artist. My name Telfy Star. Check me out. And most people look at me like, I mean, I feel like I fit the description of, of an artist. So once I tell them I'm an artist, they don't they don't ask too many questions. They be like, are you on Spotify? Or are you on Apple? And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I pull, I might pull out, I might pull it out first. So you feel me to try to get them interested, play my music just for a short, short moment. They start bopping their head. I know I got them at that moment, and then I pass it on to them. I let them know what I'm on. So I used to sell weed, and that's exactly how we started the conversation. <laughs> hey, hey, you you smoke? Hey, you like you like music? Hey, that's hey guess what? Hey, I got. Hey, you know what I loud at? So, <laughs> So here's here's what you do, and this is just moving with the times. Uh-huh. Back in the day, we went out, and me and the gang, the Rap Soprano family, my old rapping clique, yeah. we went out with a million demos in the car, and we went out a million CDs, right? Yeah. And we just went out, and we put it in everybody's hand. Wow. And then later, I was just like, damn. You know, I was at the mall, and the dude told me to listen to his demo, and I took it. And then he said, hey, big man, big man, that's $10. What? <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to give you $10 to listen to your unproven music? I don't know nothing about Like, yo, hey, take the CD back, back. bro. No, like, no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Take that back. So now, here's what you do. You put your music on flash drives. Hand it out. Yeah, I don't have a CD player in my car, but I got a flash drive. I got USB flash drive. Boom, it costs you a little bit of extra money, but in the long run, it's an easy way to get give me your music. Yeah. Uh, you find something with the QR code reader. You know the QR code, the little box? Yeah, the, that, be on, that they scan and stuff. They scan the box with their phone. Now they can find you on Spotify, SoundCloud. Apple Music, they can find it all there. They can find all your socials there from that QR code. I don't even know how to set that stuff up, though. You know what? You need you need a manager. So so who's managing you now today? Who's managing you? Who's who's looking out for you? Who's putting man. in the groundwork for you? Me. So you do it all. Yeah, One man all operation. Yes. So if somebody listen to the pod. They hear your song at the beginning of the pod. They hear the interview. They want to get in touch with you. Where they find you at? You can find me on Instagram at TLP underscore star. No, TLP star underscore three. And if you're a Facebook type of person, then my name is James Bonds with the S at the end. I ain't going to give out my phone number. So. 
Please don't give out your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> if you go on Instagram, you, you'll see my, my email on there. You can reach me at, on there as well. Emails are for business inquiries only. only. Yeah. Please remember only. that. Don't, don't hit my man up talking about, hey, you want hey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to my demo. Send, send me a... Send me a Send me a cash app. I hope you turn fifty dollars into five k in two hours. Oh no, oh no, because this is a scam. To the junk mail. It's Robin season, so so tell me about. Let's get into a just a traditional style interview. Talk to me about what influenced you to get into music. You said you was into it about four or five years ago, but you got serious into it last year. Yeah. What helped you get into it four or five years ago? Well, like, I grew up in, like, a a very religious home. And so, like, I was in the church a lot, like, every Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday was, was in church. So, while I was in church, I sang in the choir and stuff. And so that really sparked my love for music and stuff. And even while I was in school, I, I participated in choir as well. So when I started, like, once I seen around 14 that I could really write music, then... I just I start, I got I got stuck to music, you know. And when I when I would make the music and then let other people hear it and they actually like they enjoyed it, it, it boosted me and it just made me want to do more and more and more. Around seventeen is that's like when I noticed, all right, bro, you could really make some money from this. Like, oh, it could actually happen for you. So it made me really strive to I wanna get there. I started I became real serious with it. So you you know, we listen to your record. We outside. That's far from the choir. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's far from the church oh, choir, definitely. right? Yeah, so, sir. what got you there? When you came up, when you was listening to music, what what inspired you? What got you? What got your pen moving? Well, because it wasn't Donnie McKirkland. It was. <laughs> It wasn't Kirk Franklin, right? Uh, you weren't listening to Stomp. Uh-uh. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, see, I write a, I write a lot about, like, the the things that revolve around my life. You feel me? At, when, we, uh, when I wrote We Outside, it was definitely, like, a hard time for me and the people I call my family, the people around me. Because when I had just got, I just came home, I was, I was locked up. I just came home. And... Previously, like a couple months ago, my brother, my brother died, my right hand man. So it was definitely a hard time. But we outside is like we still here, you know. It was a way to say like even through all that, we still standing, we still doing what we do. We outside, we on top of it. Now the switch really came around like again when I was like fourteen and stuff. I started doing what I wanted to do. I started exploring the world a little bit more, you know. You got off the porch. Put it like that. You got off the porch. My dad was like very strict, and so when you know, you know, when you a kid, and they say no, it means no. But when you get a little older, and you feel like you can, you understand now. You you think you know what's going on. You start to become a little more rebellious, and I, I guess that's how it was for me. And so I started running around here, and doing what I do, you know, seeing life for myself, and it kind of changed my perspective on a lot of things, especially. The, my music influence it, it definitely changed that. That's that's funny because I think I think, and I'm gonna say us preachers kids, 
because I'm I'm a I'm a church kid too, right? Yeah. My grandparents my grandparents had a church in what? Louisiana. So you talking about three days a week. I'm I'm five. <laughs> a strong five. Yeah, you know what I mean? Strong, you already know how that goes. But, like we in, we we wasn't outside. We was inside yes. on the pew. Out of you, so uh, I get that. So when you get off the porch and you get the little taste, yeah, freedom. It's <laughs> like hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold yeah. on. You mean to tell me? And then everything, everything matters, right? So I always talk about this when I talk about raising children, or even just. Becoming a man, becoming into yourself, right? It's yeah. it's nature versus nurture. Nurture is your household. Yeah. That's your family. That's your upbringing. That's everything you was raised with. Uh-huh. Nature is outside. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> your friends. That's the kids at school. Hey, they bullied you because you ain't had a cool clothes. Right. So what you did? You went yeah. home. Hey, ma, I need the Nike polo shirt. <laughs> I need the blue jays. I need the jays. You got me in these New Balance five forties. <laughs> oh, well, I had to check your feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't disrespect my house with the five forty, please. <laughs> oh lord. So yeah. talk to me. Talk to me about what it's like. Being a creator today, what is it? What do you struggle with today? Is being a creator of music, right? You you putting your music out there, you putting your voice out there. What do you struggle with with being a creator in today in twenty twenty two? As far as right now, I'm just only thing I could really say is reaching out to people. Like they say, it's a whole lot of ways. As far as and I won't lie, it do seem like it's a lot of ways now. As far as like back in the day, there was no. Facebook, no Instagram, no Snapchat. Now it is a little more easier because there's a lot of social media and there's a lot of people on those social medias. But it's also a lot of other rappers, you know? So to get somebody to be like, oh, nah, you should listen to me over this person, that's where it becomes hard at. Like, why should I listen to you? How can how can I make it so that they want to listen to me versus other people? That's That's all I can say is really... Hard being a creator. Is integrity important? When you say integrity, explain. <laughs> <laughs> you going to do like you? You're not willing to do the Takashi Six Nine rainbow hair <sighs> tattoo on your face nah. so people can listen to you, right? You're not. Nah. That's not how far you're willing to go to get your message out there. No, nah, because then I'd be contradicting with myself. You know, I want them to know me for me. Like everything I say on music, I feel like I, my brother asked me this question was I feel like I have to say this before it falls back on me at one point. They're like, "Oh, but you line right up." I feel like all artists, whether you're writing a book, whether you you're writing music, even painting a picture, not everything they say is gonna be a hundred percent facts. You feel what I'm saying? I feel like you gonna say the truth, but you are gonna stretch it so that your your listeners can be entertained. You feel what I'm saying? You got to put so, some sauce on it. Definitely. All right, there. All right. You got to put and some sauce on it. Once we go from there, uh, you're gonna, you are going to have to ask me that question again. No, no what, what your integrity, right? All right. So once we go from there, then yeah, I feel like integrity is very, yeah, definitely. It's very important because I still have to be me, you know? 
I can't I can't tell you about no put no rainbow on my head and then tell you I, I'm about to go snitch and do all this. Like it wouldn't be me and then come out and rap all this other stuff. It just it would contradict. It just it couldn't I couldn't do that. Integrity is very important. So when it comes down, so you said the struggle is getting your music into everybody's hands and standing out. Right. That's the struggle. Yeah. So being the chosen one. Here's here's one of my favorite questions. How many hours a week do you dedicate to your craft? How many hours in a week? This is going to prove like how deep you in it because you said for a year yeah, you've been fact. serious about it. So if you split up your week, you work, you got a girl, you got a family, you got friends, and it's the lifestyle. Yeah. You, you like to hang out. So how many hours a week are you dedicating to your craft? I say at least 10 hours a week. At least 10 hours a week. Yeah. That's like two hours each day. Seven days well, a week. Nah, I'm told, hold on. I'm told, I'm told, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I only okay, counted five. I took out the weekends. Hold on, hold on. So the weekends is off. Yeah. You the rapper that's off on the weekends. You got a, you a Monday through Friday Whoa. rapper. Whoa. Hey, rappers. You listen to TLP Star. You you too could be a Monday through Friday rapper. <laughs> yeah. The Saturday and Sunday is cut off for religious reasons. Okay. okay, okay, okay. He put, hey, look, we're going to treat this just like COVID. Hey, religious <laughs> religious exemption. You good. So, no, at least two hours a day, though. So, 14, 14 hours a week. I'm going to be honest with you. It's got to be more. Definitely, though. You're not wrong. It's got to be more. I do. So, I do he, believe that. Here's what I do I'm a creator. The last three weeks, this was my New Year's resolution, 30 to 40 hours to my craft a week. I hit the mark once. (laughs) We in February. I hit the mark once. I hit 40 one time this year. Every other time, I've been close to 35, 32 hours a week. But this this is my craft, right? I run my mouth. I take notes about running my mouth. I do the pod every week. That's two, sometimes two and a half hours doing the pod. Pre-production, that's 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I put the pod out. I listen to the pod. I play the game. I make footage for the game, and I put it on the YouTube channel. And then and then it's, that's it. And then I fucking watch TikToks and make TikToks for the YouTube channel. Or I put push it out there for my guys so that they can promote it. But close to 40 hours. That's productive. Very productive. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> right? Oh, I hate it. On the back <laughs> I hate it. Hold on. Before, before you pat me on my back, just know I'm miserable in this shit. I ain't what? never played so much PlayStation in my whole life. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm up at 2 in the morning like playing Madden online against Niggas with no jobs and they in the headphones like, yo, just quit. Yo, just quit, bro. You fucking suck. Yo, you gotta go to work you morning. suck. Yo, yo, what are you doing up right now? Yo, you ain't no real comp. Yo, just quit. And I'm like, man, it's the first quarter. Like, I'm coming back. 
but I'm getting the content. Yeah. I piece it together. I put it on the YouTube page. It might be a 12-minute video, but I played that game for an hour so I could get the 12-minute video so I could put it on YouTube. I had got to edit it. I got to put some shit behind it so that it's enjoyable to watch. Yeah. It takes time. You got to dedicate time to your craft like you dedicate time to your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Right now, your job funds your lifestyle. So that's an automatic 40 out the window. Your family, your support system, that also supports your lifestyle and your rap. So you got to dedicate time to that too. But at some point, you got to get to a stance where you an octopus, <laughs> right? Explain. You got you got eight arms. Oh. You got eight arms in this. Everybody who cares about you, who's close to you, is invested in you as much as you are. Your girl hanging out at the house. Why she not on Snapchat with your song playing in the background and the big eyelash filter <laughs> shouting you out Word. so other people can listen to your record and spin your joy every day. Every day. Every day. <laughs> and she's going to be sick of it and everybody who see her joints going to be like, here she go again with the big eyelashes and we outside <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that one motherfucker that ain't watched her shit in ten days, word, I'm like, yo, that shit is live right there. Hold on, where, where can I find that? That's but it. she got the link to it. That's it. Your brother, who <laughs> off of school for spring break, he President's Day, he out of school because it's President's Day. Why he not at home? Tweeting your shit, tweeting your lyrics, dropping your link under. Every other rapper's IG post that day. Everybody, everybody who's close to you works for you. That's real though. And I'm gonna take you with me. You feel in the long run, you gonna get your cut. I'm gonna take you coming with me. You on the ride, right? Mm -hmm. But ain't nothing free. Definitely. Shit. My daddy told me free shit is the most expensive shit ever. Ever. <laughs> You're not wrong. Cause you could pay once you pay for it's like once you pay for something, you could act however you want to act, you could do whatever you want to do. But somebody gets something for free. If that person says, huh? Hey. It's huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, somebody give you something for free, like four months later, you get in an argument. Hey, right. hey, hey, remember, remember that? Hey. <laughs> I'm on your head, boy. Or you got that one thing that they want. Remember I gave you this? I was with you when you ain't have no lotion. <laughs> Remember them days? Yeah. I was just shaved by the king. I'll be afraid to take free shit, bro. It's like you in debt to somebody now. Uh -uh, I don't like being in debt. Unless, like, I take that and it's going to help me get from huh to huh. If it's not doing that, I don't know. I already know how people is like. Um, nah. So, how do how do we make this square? That's that's what it is. From the jump, hey, though, we got to get that settled from the starting. Before you, I, you feel me? You did something for me. Now, 
one day, hey, this is what I'm good at. This is what I can do. This is what I can't do. If you ever need something in this wheelhouse of what I can do, let me know. And now it's a it's a favor out there in the wind. And and if I did it on the strength, if I did it off the cuff, I'll do it again. Word. I'll do it ten times. I ain't gonna ask you for nothing back. Cause I did it off the strength. But that's you. That's not everybody though. Nah, the people that want something from you, they're gonna let you know. <laughs> hey, they're gonna let you know early. <laughs> right though. <laughs> because that's that's in in the financial institution, we call that ROI, return on investment. Mm. <laughs> right. I want to know if I put 30 minutes of my time into you, if I kick some game to you before the pod started, I sat down with you. I said, hey, what are you doing about this? What you doing about this? What you doing about this? He was like, oh, yeah, that's, hey, hey, you manage people? Nah, that's free gems. Wait. That's free jewelry. Wait. Take take the free jewelry with you. Come back for more. Right. Nah, I I do like the way you was talking. Though it did make me, it made me see like you do know what you talking about. I'm the type of people I do need to surround myself around. Well, you need a little bit of everything. Uh, not to get too deep into it, but I mean, you a rapper, mm-hmm. so you need security. Or as we will call it, muscle, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> even in the comic books, it's always muscle in the comic books. Mm-hmm. You had Colossus, you had Hulk, you had any strong nigga in the comic books. It's always muscle around. He don't offer much, but the shit he offer, hey, a nigga got rowdy in the house party. <laughs> I need you to exit him off the premises. Right. And, and that's where the muscle at. Like, hey, I got you. And do it politely, right? <laughs> or I try to. I'm not least. trying to catch a charge because you beat a nigga up because he went crazy in the house party. But so you need muscle, right? You need a brain. So security, not be playing. Secu- hey, I promise you this. I put a couple young men through college. <laughs> Security is serious. The, them young niggas with the black t-shirts, <laughs> now they dry fit t-shirts. Back in my day, they was just regular ass black t-shirts. Now they dry fit. Don't rock with them. Don't Ow. mess with them dudes with the black t-shirts Ow. on. They don't say nothing. They wear do-rags all the time. And you don't know if they bald or if they got a <laughs> afro under there. Don't mess with the security. Ow. But you need, you need muscle. You need a brain. And the brain... Do all the work. They they two steps ahead of you, and they can see your vision. Right, mm-hmm. you got a vision for this on a music video, and you start talking about it. You put the track down, and next thing you know, they come to you with a treatment. Hey, this is what the next music video should be like, and this is where we should do it. And I got eighty people ready to come do it whenever you're ready. That's the brain. So you need the muscle, you need the brain, and then you need the mouth. Right. The mouth is the promoter. Mm-hmm. Who do you know that's active? The the person that be at every house party. The person that promotes every house party. The person that be on Facebook all day with a bunch of drama. Why can't they promote your record? You slot them a little bread. Right. 
Hey, hey, my, this is what my views look like for the last month. If you can double that, I got this much money for you. That's incentive. How do I get that? And <laughs> we talk about streaming. We talk about streaming farms. I don't care if they sat in their house <laughs> for for three weeks and listened to my record over, over and over, over again. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> get my views up, right? And then keep them up. Now you got to keep them up. Now you got to keep it up so that you can get a consistent paycheck. It's tax season, so finding an equal-minded creator might be difficult because it's an alternative source of income. I got free money coming to me. So I'm not gonna work for money, <laughs> right? Right. I'm not. Hey, hey, man, you want me to do what for five hundred dollars? Hey, I don't know about that. I just got my. We going to crab du jour, <laughs> right? She blind. Hey, blind boo. <laughs> so, talk to me about your album. What's the progress like on your album right now? Right now, I'm, uh, I got an album I'm working on called Intro, actually. It's probably going to be, I'm planning on just doing at least 10 songs going to be on there. Uh, I don't think, it, I have probably like one song that been out in a win from the album. A couple, couple people don't heard it. Probably like a thousand, I had like a thousand views on uh, on SoundCloud when I dropped it, but I took it off of that because I'm going to redrop it on the album. But um, Y'all hear how he just put the... He just put the Teddy Pendergrass voice on, like the the soft, the the the, the lover man, the James Bond voice. <laughs> put, your, put your rapper voice back on, sir. Look, look I when uh this this really this me when I talk, man. When I get in that when I get in that studio, is it's different. It's like it's a whole different energy when I'm in the studio. I ain't gonna lie. When I start turning up, it's it's different. I sound completely completely different. But then I, again, I'm African too, so like. This is not even how I talk when I'm at home. This is just how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Americans can understand. Me. <laughs> so, give me, give, just give me a little bit I can't of that. Give it, Come on, I can't give, even do it. Give me a little bit of that. Uh, we need it for the pod. Look, this, from, the world is yours. I need this for the pod. Look, where, uh, where I'm from, we, uh, I'm from. I was born in Freetown, Leon, but I'm Liberian, and Liberia is like a country where. Once slaves were freed in America, they took them back. When they took them back to Africa, they created Liberia. So basically, my my country is like full of African Americans. So we speak English just with a very thick accent, and it's, we call it colloquial or broken English. So if I was to say hello, it'd be like hello, but it gets a little deeper when you start saying like, "How you doing? I doing fine." What y'all need? Who you with? Where you going? The colloquials. <laughs> the colloquials love it. No, because look, I, I spent time in Baltimore. I spent time in D.C. English is also my second language. Where? So I, I get it. I understand the struggle of English being your second language. And then it's your family's. Yeah. So <laughs> no matter what you do all day at school, you come home and you can't talk that because they like, yo, what's up with you? Yeah, like, <laughs> what you say? <laughs> hey, why you keep talking to me like that? You trying to say you better than me? Like, 
you started a whole ass <laughs> argument, yeah. and all you did was <laughs> carry the shit from school Hello. to the house. Look, only time my dad trying to hear that is when you read him a letter. Apart from that, don't, don't be trying to speak no American English. Yeah, don't don't speak proper to me unless right, you're. Like, no. Hey, this is business. <laughs> then speak the proper shit to me. But yeah. if it's not, hey. Hey, Bring that it. old shit back, all right? <laughs> you gotta talk that shit. They understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> you you not from stateside, right? Nah. Growing up, that's a challenge. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was it was a little easier for me because basically when I came here, I was like five, six. So I went, I started school and everything. So basically, I grew up here. So learning the language and all that stuff was actually quite easy for me. I was even in like advanced schools and elementary and stuff. So English wasn't hard for me, but my siblings, like my oldest, oh my gosh, when you hear her talk, she's still she's still trying to get the English correct. <laughs> <laughs> she's still trying. But yeah, a lot of my siblings was like in ELL and stuff. So that's the English English learning. I don't know, but it's to help them learn English. That's, that's the new ESL. For all you old heads, ESL, English has a second language. Uh, Shout out to the gang. I was in there. I was in there till I was a junior in high school. Shout out to the gang. Yeah. Hey, them niggas had pizza parties every Friday. They had ice cream parties on Monday. No, they, that shit, they did go crazy in there, though. Young, lactose intolerant. We here. <laughs> But as far as like, I say, when you come, when you come to America, being an African, they are very rude. That's what they are. Tell you, Americans are rude, y'all, America? especially Black Americans. Oh my gosh, y'all rude. <laughs> y'all, they wonder why Africans hate, like, don't like y'all. I'll tell y'all that right now. Like, a lot of Africans do not like Black Americans because y'all just rude. Y'all, y'all, y'all just make fun of anything that's not y'all. Facts. And but I guess me growing up in that environment, we I ended up, you know, just getting used to that. And if you roast me, I'm gonna roast you back. But a lot of Africans you'll see like they tend to fool with the white people more often, like and grow grow to be more proper instead of dealing with black Americans and stuff. But it's just because of that. The most hardest part I say is just trying to, you know, fit in and be like the Americans here when you get here. That's about all I say is what's pretty hard because my family, they weren't, you you going to eat and you're going to have somewhere to sleep. But your feet, they don't care about that. Your jeans, <laughs> they don't care about that. So <laughs> you you gonna get what you get, you don't throw a fit. If yeah, you want yeah. something better, you just gonna have to get the money to get it for yourself. I gave you five outfits. <laughs> you eleven, actually. And, and why can't you make those eleven fits work? <laughs> <laughs> right. And you like, but, yo, you I do it. laundry and I'm mismatching the same fits. <laughs> you got to. You got you got eleven clothes. Hey, cause it ain't clothes. about looking good. We do a good job. <laughs> Nobody sees us. It's not about the perception is not reality. That's traditional style of thinking. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, your parents aren't from here, but they share a lot of the same qualities from the baby boomer. 
the baby boomers of America, the folks that were born in the 40s, raised in the 50s and the 60s, those mm -hmm. are the baby boomers. And those are the folks that are working today and computers are taking over and they having fits. Yo, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess the computer's going to take my job, huh? Well, I, guess, I guess we got to have another email. Why can't we just have meetings? <laughs> right, right, though. Th those are the baby boomers that oh, have the hardest time because they struggle with that because change is hard for them to accept. Folks that are from outside of the country, they struggle with the same thing because to them, the tradition that was instilled in them, it's not because, hey, this is how I was raised. This is the way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. It's not. No, it's got, <laughs> hey, it's got nothing to do with my mom and my dad. It's not about nurture. Like, fam, this is the right way. There's no other way. And they didn't adapt to technology. They didn't adapt to a more relaxed culture. Like, my parents was both in the military. And when my dad was alive, like, if I came home and used slang, he was looking, hey, hey, <laughs> who the fuck you think you're talking to, Chief? <laughs> Sir? What? <laughs> what? What did hey, I do? <laughs> put your shoulders, put your shoulders straight and, and, and stand straight up when you, what's wrong with your posture? And I'm like, what the, God damn, that was like... <laughs> I came home, I was a little bit relaxed, and he said, hey, how was school today? Yeah, it was cool. Excuse me? <laughs> it's like, yo, hold on, dog. You do drugs. What's wrong? <laughs> like, why are you so tough on this posture? So angry. <laughs> what? Your clothes aren't ironed. Like, iron. <laughs> oh, bed, like my dad, every night, every See? night for, for Sunday when we at the church, you make us iron our clothes. Make sure we iron our clothes. Like my dad was on that. That's one thing though. We had different suits. We had, it, <laughs> we had different suits. So you suits. had eleven fits. Yes. But you had seven suits. Yes, for church. Yeah. We made we look good when it came to church. Definitely. Definitely. My dad. You, you can't wear no suit. <laughs> yeah. To, to seventh grade, right? <laughs> with a bald head. Nah, you had, the, over you had the bald head? I had the beanie, bro. And my dad, like my dad, my dad is actually blind, so he would cut our hair. Hold on, <laughs> and then hold like, on, hold patch. on, hold on, hold on. Oh God, we gotta unpack this. Let's go to suffering, Lord. It be a no, like <laughs> you're not just gonna drop that and then and then and then speed past it. The world is All yours. Right, you telling me your dad? Stevie Wonder blind or like No, nah, my dad my dad can't see anything. No. Yeah. Your whole life. Yeah. Since I was born, yeah. He like the reason we came to America is cause like it was like a civil war going going on back where I'm from. Like we I just say the whole West Africa because we left Liberia, went to Sierra Leone, and then the war broke out of Sierra Leone, so we ran back to Liberia like we're running in between the two. But during the war before before I was born and stuff, my dad, he was like a, a victim to some of the stuff going on and he became blind from it. So by by the time I was born, my dad ain't never seen me. God damn. Yeah. But when we came to America and stuff, like 
my dad ain't played this long hair, like your hair being nappy and all that. Nah. Absolutely not. So when he start touching your head and it's like you look, you start looking crazy. He cough with his uh his machine, like the haircut machine. It's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all all of it coming off, all of it coming off. But you know, some hair that like you can't feel it, but it's still dark. You know, so it'll be them little patches there. Ooh. Right, you go to school with that. Oh my goodness, man! You, you, ain't, you ain't hear the end of it. I'll never complain because I used to go. We used to be out here with the with the hardest <laughs> with the hardest box fade you ever seen in your life. No, no fade, just a box cut, full cut. <laughs> talking yeah. a little bit on top, nothing on the side, and see, yeah. Boosie made the shit cool with the Boosie fade, mm-hmm. but we ain't had a fade back in the early 90s. So niggas was really on our head. Like, yo, as soon as as soon as niggas got out the military, and it was like, yo, fam, you, you don't go to school on military base. What's up with your hair? Like, right. who gave you that weak ass box fade? <laughs> like, who gave you that weak ass box? Whoa. But before that, I had every hairstyle. I had Nigga, I had the Jerry curl. I had the rat tail. I had the Gumby, multiple Gumby, high tops, all that. See, I had to learn how to cut hair stuff. That's when I got I got some freedom from being bald. Cause you learn how to cut yeah, hair. Yeah, I cut my own hair. So you a jack of all trades. You rap. You yeah. cut hair. Right. Shit, we about to get you a booth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to push your mixtape. Hey right. man, hey, you come get this fade. Take the demo with you. Yeah, at the door. So where we where we taking the music? You talk about your roots, right? Yeah. You got any? I don't want to say Afro beats, but you got any music that's centric to your nationality coming out with your album, or is that kind of not too close to your sound? Not. I have some, I have, like, right now, I've only written one song, I say, within, that's African-based, but I don't plan on, I ain't gonna lie, I don't plan on dropping it no time soon, but in in the future, I definitely, I'm gonna have a lot of, I am gonna touch roots with my, with my hometown, definitely. But the thing is, though, the English that I'm gonna use when I get on those Afro beats it's not going to be colloquial, you know? It's going to be more based on, like, a Nigerian type of English, it, but... It better be. <laughs> it better right, be. If you expect to make a hit, it better be. <laughs> right. And this actually kind of... I feel like it's actually kind of hard to rap in, a, in colloquial. But yeah, I ain't going to lie. It's a lot of artists, a lot of Liberian artists that do it. And shout out to them. Hey, Ponto, uh, Denji, all them, man. Shout out to them. They doing that. They making it happen for Liberia. That's my go-to, you feel me? Later, go back home and make something happen. So we're going to work. We're going to move. We're going to make some things happen. 2022, you got two goals with your creative career. Tell me what your top two things to accomplish are going to be in 2022. In 2022, my top thing is Definitely to become known, to at least, you know, get a, a good following, a good decent following to where, like, my name, my name is going to stand out 
somewhere. Somewhere you're going to go and be like, oh, you you know, you somebody will go there and be like, I don't know who TLP Star is. And then it'll be a whole bunch of people like, you don't know who TLP Star is? Yeah, like, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to start a fight. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to be known at least, at least in that type. I don't gotta the whole world don't gotta know me yet, but it's a decent following. And then two would definitely be but that's definitely gonna come with the following. I would say a good flow of streams, like staying within at least like a 15,000 streams. At least within that, if I could keep that flowing through, then I I know I'm I'm doing I'm making progress. So look, we promote we promote we promote black businesses. We also promote black creators. Love Definitely. your records. Love Appreciate your music. It. Now, you got to tell me what you're going to do to make those two goals come true this year because. We, the creators, we got a hard job because you're not just being disciplined. You got to fight against the algorithms. You gotta, you gotta do, you gotta do unnecessary things to get your 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 message out there. So, tell me what your action plan is to hit your goals this year. I've been dealing with some YouTubers. Uh, shout out to Nashville JG. I don't know if y'all, a whole bunch of y'all know him, but shout out to him. He's been helping me uh, doing a lot of promos and reaching out to other YouTubers and TikTokers to help me get my music in some of their videos and stuff. Like right now, I'm working with Anaya Perry and Bree Chief, and they're trying to like build, make a, a dance for my song. And once they get that, then I'll be able to uh, post, and hopefully, I can get. A good if I could get that to go viral, then you know a lot of people will be hooked on the dancing, so they'll be hooked on the song as well. That's the plan. And if that don't work, then Plan B is definitely get this money where I can get on it, push for World Star, say cheese. But those those my my plan A is definitely the TikTokers on the YouTube. I'm pushing that right now. No, I can help you get on World Star. Oh, then look, yeah, look we start a fight in the mall. <laughs> Put we outside in the background. We could do that. <laughs> you gonna get on World Star? World Star? And then just snuff a nigga out. Tag them. <laughs> tag them in it right in it. Uh, no, <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Y'all. I promise you. The world it's is like yours. Right. The world is yours. I got insurance. I'm not going out here starting no fights with nobody. I got 401k. I got kids and shit. We're not gonna do that. A TLP star. He. He ain't there yet, but he might be willing to do that for a price. So, look, I do a little bit of boxing. No, like, let me tell you. Hey, I I really wish we had the cameras on right now. I want y'all to see this young man talking about he do a little bit of boxing. <laughs> he looked like Floyd Mayweather with with the little fro. It's not a little bit of boxing. It's a lot of evading with the quick jab. <laughs> right. <laughs> with the shoulder roll. Yeah. So uh Whatever makes it happen though. I want to talk about I want to talk about the showcases, the, the the shit that we do as creators to come up and get your voice out there. Cause you talked about that's your goal to get your voice out there, to be seen, to be heard. 
you had a good experience so far with showcases and free shows and traveling to go be a part of something that's unknown? Mm-hmm. I want to say I had the best experience, but then again, I can't complain, you know, because especially in the position I am not with not many people knowing me yet. So I feel like any opportunity is just, I'm blessed to, you've been blessed to have it. So. Free I, pub. Right. Free pub. I, w- I wish a motherfucker would just say, hey, man, just come through and run your mouth for 35 minutes. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm with right. it. Hey, what you want me to talk about? You want to talk about the Super Bowl running? <laughs> Hey, you want to talk about James Harden? I got 30 minutes on James Harden alone. No. Like, I'm ready to talk about Ben Simmons. Like, hey, hey, look, if you want to talk about Russell Westbrook, I got you. 30 minutes. Look, look. But it, it did show me a lot of things that, like, I wouldn't want to continue to happen in uh future showcases, you know? Like, I, I definitely, I need things to be on time and organized. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Even even if things do start a little late, I still I still need things to be organized when I, when I get there. Like, I need to know what's going on, when it's gonna go on, and how things need to go on. Like, I can't come there and then they just start to figure all that stuff out, you feel me? Like, that, that really, I feel like that, that puts things in a bad position. I don't know. It just, it don't look good to me. It don't feel good either. So those are the only things I really say about the first showcase that threw me off. I'll say, I'll say balance your expectations and stay agile because at this point you can be rehearsed. You can be on point. Your whole crew can be organized. Mm-hmm. The outside variable is everybody else. Right. And you ain't got enough stripes to say, hey, man, <laughs> when right. I show up to the venue, I need a bowl of great M&M's. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's of various flavors. <laughs> I want the peanut joints. I want the chocolate. All gray. And they're going to look at you like, yo, fam. Who is this man? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. So we don't need you no more? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need your services, right? Right. That's where the humbleness come in, though. I ain't gonna lie. I definitely. It's got to be a little bit of flex to you. It's got to be a little flexibility. You got to be agile because if they said you go on at 6 and you show up at 530 and they say, hey, we said 6, we really meant 830. Oh, man. Cool. No problem. I'll be back. Maybe I don't even leave. Maybe I just tell the gang, hey, gang, it's going to be 830, but stay ready. Be be active. Don't, don't get sleepy. Hey, if you need to eat, go eat now. But make it quick and come back so you full of energy. Hey, if you need to go smoke, you need to go drink. Go do that shit now, but come back in 30 so that when it comes time for you to be on stage, whole gang ready, your man's ready, your team's ready, because everybody is an extension of you, right? Yeah. Your, your, your fan base is an extension of you, and right now, 
your fan base is local, so they got to travel with you. You go do a show in Charlotte, guess what? Ten cars deep. Five people in every car. You got motherfuckers being a mad uncomfortable. <laughs> it's six people in this little two-door Honda Honda Civic. Oh, man. Man, I, I ain't lie. If I had people that was, you know, like dead ass ready to do that, I definitely would. I definitely would. I ain't gonna lie. I'd definitely put money into the rentals. Get two, you know, two uh, Sprinter vans. Let's get down there. I, def- I would do it. It's not, it's not even about like I would. It's just people don't be on the same time that I'm on now. I'm not the type to waste time or, or beg. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get you, it done regardless. But you ain't got to pay for the rental. You had a music video, right? Yeah. How many people was at your music video? At least a good 15, hey, 20. You was at my music video? Keep supporting. We're going to be here. If you want to come, come through. Because the people in your age bracket, especially from here, they don't want nothing more but to leave here and go <laughs> have fun somewhere else. Yeah, it's always an adventure. Hey, <laughs> uh, the the second of March, I got a little joint going on in Charlotte. You coming? I know you coming. You was at my video. I know you gonna be there. <laughs> I know you're going to be there because you want to be in my next video. You can't make it? Hey, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Because now it turns into, hey, I'm coming down to Charlotte to do this on Friday, do this on Saturday, and on Sunday, my man got a joint, and I'm going to show up at the joint. Now, it's a whole event for the young people that hate Roanoke, and they just, man, I got to get out of Roanoke. Ain't nothing... (laughs) Ain't nothing ever to do in Roanoke. That's what I love to hear. I be like, yo, it ain't nothing. It don't ever be nothing, though. It really does. I'm washed. So I be like, yo, I can't wait to go home. Like, <laughs> I, I came home from work today. What I did, I bought a movie. And I'm like, yo, shit, I can't wait to watch this movie on my couch. Yo. <laughs> uh, I, I, be, I be saying it. I feel like that's why a whole lot of stuff be going down in Roanoke. Because the kids just be bored. Like, it don't be nothing to do, I feel like. That's why a whole lot of this other extra shit go on. Well, I mean, I think I think it happens because we outside. <laughs> <laughs> I think it happens because y'all outside in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> we are not inciting no rights. We are outside. I ain't see a mask in the video. I saw one mask. It was a ski mask. Oh, though. Lord. I don't know if it was CDC approved, <laughs> uh, but it was a ski mask. I ain't see one mask. It's just we outside with no mask, no hand sanitizer. Uh, I got my vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not turning this into that kind of five. We not. <laughs> he got the vacuum. He's not a Republican. It's the vacuum. It's this TLP star. The world is yours. <laughs> what message you got for the folks before we tip on out? Uh, I just say. It don't matter what position you in, man. If you set your mind to do something, you can make it happen. Just keep pushing through. Oh, that was mad inspirational. No. You put the Barry White joint on. Hey, <laughs> don't nothing come to a sleeper but a, a dream. dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T-Gang or don't bang. Read guys. DJ World Premier, the world is yours. Peace, Kings.
Mac on the fucking track. JV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We outside. We outside. I don't need no perk to help me slide, but I'm off. Don't them know that Henny get them wild, but he bucked it. But we ain't even have to go to trial, but we ducked it. And we ain't shooting from no mouth, now we walking. I might catch him early coming out, get the spark. Came home, I was chilling for a while, all was working. I ain't wanna put it back in style, but they irk me. Post the way your man that we might slow where he stay. Like a cheater, if he run, he run down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't wanna use his brain, shoot him in his head. He ain't worthy of a cane, lay him in the bed. They don't understand, we be, we outside. Now I don't need no perk to help me slide, but I'm old. Grown them know that Henny, get him wild, but he fucked. We ain't even have to go to. Ayo, what the fuck, I'm finna trip. I just brought another Schmitty, 30 hollows in his clip. And his Remy got me litty, shut up, only took a sip. Visions.